all my career, I've been listening to parents concerned about affordability, about getting their kids into the property market. Let's talk about Morning, Mark. I've come on behalf of um, Generation Z this morning to talk about a crisis we're all facing. Generate. This is the uh, the generation that wants it all. That wants it all. We want it all, and we we need a bit of help. And my old mate, my old friend behind me, he's gone under because he didn't he didn't get there quick enough. So yeah. We've just come on to chat. You know what? It's I've I've heard all my life, Billy. Um, parents concerned about their kids. I think the parents voice it more than than the actual kids themselves voice it. But the parents are saying, "Look, I just don't know how these young people are going to afford it. I don't know how they're going to get in the market. I don't know how they're ever going to pay these prices." Um, and the comforting factor in that is that it's always been going on, you know. Like it's not; it was going on when prices were a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand, one point six million. It's always been; it's sort of a natural thing in a parent's head to feel that. Yeah, and the numbers have got bigger, but so has the stimulus, the help um, from government, parents, yeah, wages. Um, have gone up hugely in comparison. Look how much you get paid, massive, like you ripped. You rip it. You rip it. Yeah, I mean, go, you, can, you can get work younger, you know, full time work younger than when you could back then. Proper work. We're not talking collecting eggs on the farm. You know, you can get into a job. Um, <laughs> you know, a proper job. Um, it, so, yeah, there it, is. It, and you know what? It's more comfortable now. Um, I think I think it's more comfortable for kids to stay a little bit longer. Whereas traditionally, in the olden days, you'd be on your ass at eighteen and get get out of the house and make make a living for yourself. Whereas a lot of uh, there's a lot more kids aren't sharing bedrooms, um, you know, like like they used to be. So that that push out at eighteen's not there. So you know, kids can optimize on that that two years, four years, six years, or eight years, whatever they're staying. Um, they may even stay till 40. Um, but, you know, or you also see kids going back um, so they have a family and then they go live with mum and dad for a little while while they're renovating and stuff like that. But I think that model is um, is probably a little bit more popular than it used to be in the last couple of generations, sort of more yeah. acceptable. It's changed. It's definitely changed. But Absolutely. The topic of conversation this morning is what what can you do to get to get some help? to get into the market. Um, there's a couple of really big ones to talk about, but before we get yep. there, I'd like to pick your, your pick your brain on the idea of turning property into the share market, as in where you can buy equity in a property and you either go like half with the government or you even talked about companies that you literally buy a piece of the property as an investment. How, almost how like a share. Almost like a share, yeah. How, how do you think that 
you know, is going to change things moving forward because that can't be, you know, an idea that's been around for too long. Yeah, look, um, who are we going to say good morning to? Mastom Shadom Vom Red. Good morning to you from uh, from from YouTube. Um, I messaged Richard. Um, it's one of those things where it's one of those things where um, look, I learned this very early in business uh, with partnerships and and partnerships in any capacity. You know whether it's a share or. Um, you know, however, however you're holding it, is always going to be a little bit more challenging than doing it on your own. Um, yeah. These, these, these. Um, that's this thing that government's talking about: um, equity share with a first home buyer to help them is a form of a share. Um, there's property trusts that are in- incredible people with incredible minds. Um, where you can invest into what they invest to pretty much follow them into their investments and you can sell out or sell in and you don't have stamp duty and stuff like that. That's an option as well. And they call them REITs, but, um, you know, there's, there, there's, you know, you know, there is always, there's buying with, there's buying, you know, you can effectively buy with four friends. Um, you know, you can buy four, uh, that way as well. So that's, um, that's another way of having shares in a property, but, I do have to say, Billy, I, I think that if someone really, really, really wants to buy a property, and this is to the parents out there that I, that I always pass from these comments to their kids, how are their kids going to ever afford? Well, they just do. Um, they just, where there is a will, there is a way. And at the moment, if there is a will, there's just so many young things for government, even though the prices are running, there's just, there's so many ways around it if there's a will. Uh, financial ways around it with brokers and how you stay, how you're framing yourself up uh, with a broker, um, living at home, um, share accommodation, spending less. Um, it's an interesting one. Um, incentives, you know, the 5% deposit scheme um, that's around. Um, not buying your dream property, you know. Unfortunately, that really sucks. But you know, some some people, I would never buy. I would never buy a one bedroom, or I would never buy a studio for my first home. Well, bad luck. Just get in there. Do you know what I mean? So there's just there's just get in there and then be there for two or five or seven years, and then 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 flip it and buy that dream property, two bedroom, three bedroom, whatever that is. But I just I just know that where there's a will, there's way because I see all our first home buyers buying through us, and it's. It's all about that will. And you know what the good news is, Mark? You don't need to go into a share scheme with the government, with your friends, with anyone um, to get into a property, your first one. There is a way to actually buy it on your own. And so the biggest one that I think um, has made a difference is the 5% deposit scheme where you don't need to have the full 20%. Yeah, and not only did it introduce a 5% deposit for people that may not know, it introduced getting around the uh, mortgage insurance. So if you didn't actually have a 20% deposit in Australia the last 5, 10, 20, 30 years, you needed to insure yourself with a one-off payment. That's called mortgage insurance. That you know, So if you had 7%, you had to uh, insure yourself up to 
up to 20%, which was 13%. That could have cost people 10 or 20 or $25,000 on a one-off cost, and often banks were happy to lump that on the mortgage. Now, that 5% deposit scheme doesn't only mean you just need your 5%, but also means you're not paying your mortgage insurance, which saves an enormous amount of money for people. Yeah, massive. It, it makes um, buying a property for 650000 come down to 30000 odd $1,000 deposit. And plus your, legal, plus your legal fees, that makes it very doable. Now, the best kept secret I find for first-home buyers that cannot afford to buy is, is saving. The government's introduced a, a, um, a scheme. So to save a dollar, you've got to pay your tax. You've got to make a dollar. Sorry. If you save, if you decide you want to save one dollar of your wage, you're only really going to be saving, say, seventy cents. You're going to have to give the government thirty percent. Yeah. 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 What the government's done is they've introduced where you can use your superannuation to purchase. The the compulsory contribution they're not going to let you use because we're paying. I think it's ten point two five for super now. So what, what they want to do is they want that to be there for you when you get old. They want that to be there for you when you turn 65, 75, 85. You can use that super and it's quarantined away. But what they have said that is if you decide to force yourself to save in a consistent manner, that you can go to your employer and say, look, put an extra $100 into my super a week. That extra $100 is at a minimum tax rate, not 30 or 40 or 45%. It's almost it's next to nothing. And you, they'll allow you to redraw that towards your deposit when you purchase a property. Not a lot of people understand how this works, and that's yet another incentive to make it affordable. So, you know, if you go back in the generations before, Billy, any money that you needed to save to, for a deposit you had to pay your normal tax, your full tax. And this is yeah. this is something where they're acknowledging it and they're making it easier and they're putting a little piece of their blood in as well because there's because that's money that's not going to the government. Yeah. I think the problem with that though is there's lack of education and knowledge of that, especially in my age group, the Gen Z. Um, you know, your friends might be working casually whilst they're at uni, not taking their income so seriously. Um, and they definitely don't have the thought of a house in the back of their mind. Um, and so then they're, they're not thinking about what they could be doing with their super. Yeah. And like, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things, um, that there's also a lot of other temptations out there. So what's changed, you know, which from our parents' generations and our, our parents' parents is there was, there was annuity costs, there was monthly costs, there was subscription costs. If you look at the, if you look at how many subscriptions someone your age has, compared to how many subscriptions your grandparents had, very very different. When your grandparents bought furniture, they bought it for life. Uh, they didn't have Foxtel. They didn't have a mobile bill. They didn't have. They weren't purchasing apps. They weren't purchasing subs app subscriptions, which are charging ninety nine cents a month. They weren't purchased. They didn't have, or everyone didn't have a car. So, you know, it's different these days for the younger generation, and I get it because there's all these other little costs 
that are dragging dragging them down from saving as well. So I would say to parents are saying that property is just really hard to get into. I, I agree, but I don't necessarily think it's the incent- lack of incentives or the interest rates being too high or the property prices being too high. I also think a struggle is, you know, yeah. lifestyle, these subscriptions. The lack of will. Yeah. And you know what? You can get rid of those things. Like, you know, how many times we went out and paid for it? Our grandparents went out and paid for an expensive meal compared to our kids now. It's a different life. So it's much more challenging for these guys to buy a property. You know, when you look at those sort of temptations, massive holidays, you know, like, you know, to jump in a plane 30, you know, 20, uh, 20, 30, 40 years ago, it's much more frequented. You know, this in this generation to uh, take a holiday, jump on a plane to go overseas, all those things. Yeah, I mean, even like go down to um, Melbourne, up to Queensland for the weekend. They've made the flight so cheap these days. You can literally just get on the flight and go go spend a few hundred dollars. It's easy to do. It's yeah. so accessible. Yeah, it's so accessible. Um, you know, tolls. <laughs> you can just in tolls, people can be spending hundreds of dollars a month. Um, and that wasn't around. So there's, there's just so many temptations. So I, I think it's it's definitely a minefield for the younger kids. It's not necessarily rising prices. Um, and I think if we if, if, if we address without with Generation Z, um, how to navigate around those around those things, I think those little things are going to make up those big things. Yeah. Well, if only old mate got a got a listen to this episode before he went down. But I think that's that's great advice. Say that again. I said it's just a shame old mate behind me didn't get a listen of the episode. But I think that's great advice. Yeah, he went under. But you know what? It's not too late either. Um, I, you know, we, I know we are talking about Generation Z, but for people that are in their 30s and 40s that have been stuck in the rental cycle, another mistake that I see um, of what they don't do is buy something they don't like. Um, they, I think it's important to, if you haven't even got into the property market, it's okay to buy something that you're not going to live in and um, don't necessarily like. For instance, it may be a family of five. They've dreamt about buying a house all of their life and it's like, you know what, guys, just go and buy a one-bedroom unit and just rent that one-bedroom unit out. That's all. Stay in the house that you're renting, stay in the school where the kids are, but just tuck that under your belt. And then maybe in five years or ten years' time, buy another one bedroom. It's very counterintuitive. You don't you think to yourself, why the hell would I do that? That's not what I want. I want a house, but it's gonna be a means to getting into that getting you into financial freedom and that comfort um, afterwards. And it's like, how's a one bedroom unit going to do that? Well, it's going to double in value in 10 years. So we would have probably done nothing that whole 10 years because you're busy and the kids are growing up and all that stuff. You've got something growing little. Yeah. That's, that's solid. Is that a wrap, Mark? It's a wrap. That's a wrap. Have a good day. It's a wrap. See you, mate.